Global Lakes is news, views and reactions to the A-League, the Socceroos and Australian football. This is 442FM. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to 442FN, FM, even. Should we start again? You, you, one word to spell. <laughs> Two letters, you misspelled our name. Uh, I didn't even get to my name. Can you spell like you? <laughs> um, A-D-A-M, Adam is my name. I, I have K-E-V. Is that well spelled? done, yeah. Yeah. Trying to spell my last name. Ah, Jesus. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll just go with C-O-N. Connie's in the house. Bad hand to subscribe. Good to be here. It's, um, you, I think you were away last week because you probably had to, had to recover, take a week off from last week's games. Yeah. From the week before, sorry. So I did. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good to be back after a little, a little week off. Um, and you might be listening to our voices in super stereo sound. Stereo. stereo. I'm on the right. I'm in the middle. No, you're, no, you're on, on the, the left. Left. <laughs> oh, come on, Khan. All right, so I can't, can't spell. I, I, can't, I can't, can't speak. Right, but, you know, <laughs> brilliant. We have got a very large dodo-shaped microphone <laughs> oh, in between us. It's huge. It is. It says, Khan said, it's quite intimidating. It's shiny. Um, shiny big dome. And there's also a button on it that's glowing that says mute. <laughs> I hope that uh, I hope we don't get through an hour of a podcast and I realise we're, we're actually muted. Can I press that? Just see what happens. No, no, I think. Uh, no. no, 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 no. So back. we're back Red, in the game. Red is good. All right, well, good. That's a, that's a great start. Right. I, I can't speak. The mic probably works. I don't know where I am. Yeah, <laughs> I've worked a day in years. <laughs> right. So let's get on with talking about football rather than this nonsense. Friday night game, Sydney, Melbourne City. I was at this game. I took some clients. Oh, yes. And um, it was dreadful. I think you're being a bit harsh. I saw that in your notes. Um, it wasn't s- such a dreadful game. There was a lot of shots going on. Was there that many shots? Yeah, there was. Um, I think Sydney had uh, 12 shots on target. Uh, sorry, 12 shots, four on target, two posts hit. Yeah, hit the post twice. Right, they yeah, don't yeah. count um, shots on target if you hit the post, so... Um, Melbourne City had a few shots I always as well. feel that's a harsh statistic, to be honest. It is very I mean, harsh. If, if you hit the post, it should be. It's on target. Yes. We. I mean. Yeah. I mean, no, no, it, I see. It, it, it may not have needed a save, but it's certainly been pretty much on target. I, I'm, I, statisticians are very hard maybe very maybe it should be crowd. maybe instead of like on target it should be like within the target because if you you know if you're doing a uh, if you're doing target. archery and you've got that the, the if, you, if you break the the black line yeah that counts as it being counts. on target yeah, yeah yeah even though it's the sort of the the, the outside anyway <laughs> we, we, we've moved on from football again uh, what about Serie A they didn't even count um, shots that uh, were saved by the goalkeeper and went into the goal as a goal by the striker back in the day really remember really? Oh, oh, yeah. that's so purist yeah they were very I like it yeah. That was when the That's Italian the league was worth watching. Of, the antithesis of AFL, wasn't it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So, I would. I'd like to propose something here. We don't talk about this, but we talk about Sydney Brisbane 
from the week before because we weren't here last week. How about that? Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. <laughs> can I just, can I just, I've got a line that I've written here which is, um, uh, Mark Yanko has hit more posts in bars this season than Adam Jackson and Kevin Ayers combined. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? Yeah, that was better but, than your Casanova one from but, the other week. But still <laughs> not quite as many holidays as set that Adam Jackson has had. He's a bit of a journeyman. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. Maybe not next week if we have a week up. <laughs> um, right, okay. Let, 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 we should talk about this game. Um, and you know despite it being a bit of a drab game City had a game plan and they stopped a very high scoring Sydney FC team from scoring well the post was their best defender wasn't it and um, I think uh, Sydney FC got hit by a sucker punch and um, what was frustrating is I was talking to my friend Nick during the game about James Brown because he had a few touches and um, he wasn't really doing anything and we were just making kind of making fun of him like he hasn't lived up to his potential. And then mm-hmm. when he scored, Nick just slaps me in the back and goes, oh, that James Brown, eh? <laughs> so, yeah, that was as a Sydney FC fan. It was very frustrating because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there was, I thought Sydney FC had the most chances. Melbourne City had a few chances as well. I think they hit the bar yep. too. Um so that, uh, it was just very frustrating. Um, I think that's all I can say. That, that current shot was was bizarre. Like yeah. The way he it, it, it looked like he, it wasn't really a shot that I'd seen before. He kind of sort of half volleyed the ball on its way up, bouncing up. Sorry, and it toe poked it, and it was a good save. Yeah. The, the one that he sort of tipped onto the bar. Um, but yeah, nice that was flair. interesting. I thought it was a nice flair by Corrin. Mm. We haven't seen much of that. No. But um, I think Sydney, uh, when when the goal went in, I could see the Melbourne City bench just jumping up and down. I think that saved their season, mm. getting that those three points. Yeah, it and it um, put a dent in Sydney FC's uh, title run. Yeah, so that... The, but having said that, that, though, I mean, uh, the positives you can take from it is they only conceded in one goal this time compared yes. to the previous outing. <laughs> yeah. The defence actually, you know, must have been a bit stronger this time out. They've obviously focused on it, but sacrificed the, other, the goals at the other end as a result. Um, they, now, I know I missed a huge big chunk of the season because it was in the UK, but Robert Corrin still strikes me as the invisible man. Mm-hmm. Has, does, has he been playing... Like anything a marquee should be playing. So oh, the, 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 the latest rumour that that's going round is um, Ben Kalfala will City. be yeah, will, will, will go to City and uh, Corrin will get the boot. Um, which I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I thought Corrin signed for two years. Yeah, can you just sack someone off halfway through the contract? Yeah, you can or? mutually agree to terminate right. the contract. So they might have to pay him out or something. Yeah, or? but and if they pay him out, it goes to the cap though. So no, it doesn't. No, it's, it's marquee. Oh, that's right. So they, they can throw. Oh, actually, yeah, you can do what you want. Can yeah, you? Exactly. Yeah. And Melbourne City have got the cash to do that. So. Exactly. Yeah, uh, and be good for. Cal Fowler, but I still think I love the way he's playing for victory. But we'll come back to that. Yeah, yeah we'll come on. to that. Um, but no, yeah, no, I, I would agree. I, he hasn't really done it for me this season. Yeah. He shows glimpses of um, a, you know a Premier League quality player, mm. but no. Nah, I think he was always a enough. very, very odd choice to be the marquee mm. uh, compared to the given the resources that City had at their disposal and the players they had at their disposal and Damien yeah. Duff sitting there under the salary cap and Robert Carr and being your marquee just seems the most hugest imbalance I've seen in the uh, the uh, the A-League for a long time how, how, how do loan signings work? 
Would that have to sit under the... Well, I suppose if you're not paying them. No, where... Mm, what's you, the, is there a grey area there? No, like? there is a huge grey area, and they tr- tightened up the rules on mm. it. Uh, it does come out of your salary cap. It's got to be proportionate to the pl- uh, the salary of the player you lost. Uh, and okay. it's got... If you're paying... I think that it even goes into... If you're only paying a percentage of the parent club's loan, you've mm-hmm. got to take the whole wage... Right, okay. Consideration, I think. And I think it's also, really complicated. The right. loan fee never used to count. Like, I think you pay the percentage, and then there's also a fee that you pay. Yes. Mm. I think the loan That's fee right. never counts, and I think yeah. this time around they went, all right, the loan fee counts. Let me bring in. So I think that, That's it. Um, that doesn't help a lot of clubs now. Like, I don't think they can, like, they can't afford to use that much space in the cap anymore. Yes, yeah. and I was also getting confused with the injury replacement mm. as well, which is an other added element of confusion too. But uh, also what was interesting about this game is Melbourne City didn't play with a striker. I think they had Corrin up front, sort of lurking around. and uh, False nining? Yes, false, the, the old false nine. Um, so, yeah... And I'll say it again, it was just very frustrating for mm. as a Sydney FC fan. So, and the, and the last two games at um at the SFS, it's been quite windy and rainy as well. Mm. It's been um, a, 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 it's, I think it's turned off a lot of fans from going too. I think the Friday night game well was only eleven thousand or something like that. The, it, Australia were also playing in the quarterfinal of the, the uh, of the Cricket World Cup, yeah, which. Yeah. Which, that wasn't brilliant scheduling, but, uh, you know, yeah, the, the rain probably didn't help. Yeah, and, the game and, and, and they still got 11,000, so To be fair, bad. I think also Sydney have been more fortunate with the weather this year than they have in most previous years. Yeah. I remember you could literally set your watch by the fact if Sydney had a home game, there was going to yeah. be a thunderstorm at 5 yeah. o'clock. Mm. Uh, and the crowds were diminished as a result this year. It doesn't seem to have been so bad. Yeah. One thing that I would like to touch on um, before we move on from uh, from this game, because there's a lot to get through, a couple of interviews coming up a, a little bit later from Con, um, is Aaron Moy, which is quite apt, I think, that he's, he's been called up to the Socceroos. I, I think he's got a decent chance of playing, starting against Germany, you know, especially now with Masluongo not uh, not being available, do you think? I would hope so. I mean, I'd, I'd really reckon he's been fantastic this season for City. He's been the most consistent performer week in, week out. He's had a chance to show what he wanted to show desperately the Wanderers and was never, was thwarted pretty much mm. uh, because of the overlap with him and Ono. Um, I'm still, it, it's hard to say how he's going to perform at Socceroos level. Uh, I think it, it's a big step up for him, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to fail by any manner of means. I think it is a big step up for him. I'm excited to see him, but I'm not necessarily sure Germany's probably the best way First. to yeah. entree yourself into... Goes the, from playing Hong Kong and whoever else in that East uh, Asian yeah, Championship yeah. to uh, so, to, the to Germany. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think um, before I started doing the podcast here... I really didn't rate Moy, but you guys are talking him up a lot, and I was like, oh, let me let me follow him, and he's actually coming first in the Alex Tobin Medal um, good. Good. Uh, points tally. I think it's um, Moy, uh, Burns, and then Cal Falar are the top three, and uh, he's um, playing very well in an average team. 
So I think that's why he's well, points. Well, that's it. Normally, every time he plays, he's their best player. Yeah. yeah. So no, normally, those the points, yeah, those the awards, points. the players who get the more pop, the most points are generally from the top teams. Yeah. You know, the ones that are winning the most games, and but yeah, exactly. And he hasn't been. So I've got a couple of um, stats here that I just like to go through. Uh, bear with me on, on, on a lot of numbers here. Uh, so he scored five goals this season, which puts him seventeenth in the top goal scoring ranks, um, which is not that impressive. Uh, six assists, which is fourth, only behind Finkler on nine, Marinkovic on eight, and Cal Faller on seven. Um, 47 shots, which is eighth in in the league. For a midfielder, that's more than Berisha, Juric, and Brosk. Wow. Um, and he set the goal up for uh, for Brown, too. So he's um, had a, having a big influence in, in how well they're doing. He, he's mm. been absolutely central to the city this season. I mean, if they hadn't had Moy... They would have been in a lot more mm. situation. They wouldn't be. They would be down there with uh, Mariners, Jets, and Wanderers without yeah. doubt. They're the ones. He's kept them competitive. Well, he's made a bigger influence than Corrin. Oh, without so doubt, and, you know because like, without the wages and because he's uh, stayed fit and healthy virtually all season long, mm. possibly all season long actually. Yeah, he's um, not missed much. Damien Duff, you know, he's, he's even more contribution, better player than mm. Damien Duff has been, and I rate Duff very, very highly mm. uh, for what he's done in the league this season. Okay, a couple. Sorry, just a, a couple of stats just, just to finish on. I think these are the most impressive. Um, 1,142 passes, which averages 58 per game. Again, that's his fourth in the charts um, uh, of that. He's, he's first on the crossing charts. He's oh, put wow. in 198 crosses, um, and he's uh, the next person below that um, is Marinkovic with 148. And imagine if they had a striker. Yeah. City. Well, you know, <laughs> with Kennedy, uh, you know, well, that was... Uh, that, yeah. But... Uh, that, that's really impressive. I, I, you know, I, I don't really think that. Well. Yeah, so he must he must drift he off must into the, off either flank, the and, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he probably takes all the corners and stuff like that as well. Potentially, yeah, yeah, that that, that could. Um, well, definitely thought he'd yeah. taken the corners mm. before he took got injured. Final one. Um, which just shows how much of a rounded player he is. Eighty-four tackles, which is second behind Risden on ninety. Wow, so he's doing a. He's box to box. He's, he's, he's everything. He's, player he's, player he's, well. he's yeah. an all-round player, isn't yeah, he? That's, he's well, your ultimate box to box central midfielder yeah. of winger. And um, <laughs> with, with Longo uh, um, being uh, perhaps not playing in the first game, he could have a chance to play against Germany as well. Oh, right? absolutely, yeah. But like I say, you know, it's, that's that's a hell of a step up. Mm. Big, big difference from. We'll come back to the Socceroos later. Yeah, we'll come on to that. uh, Okay, moving on to uh, Aaron Moy's former team, Wanderers, uh, against Newcastle Saturday afternoon in the Wooden Spoon Derby. (laughs) Uh, It was um, a a team of youngsters, really, wasn't it? Could you class that a Wanderers team? It was so far off a, a team that we've well, used to seeing. It's the youth team, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, effectively. But having said that, you know, I know people were saying that, but Jets also fielded a very young team yeah. as well. Yeah. The average age was, I think, 0.2 apart. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it was that close. Uh, and I think, you know, the, the bottom line is when you're faced with that reality and you still lose uh, yeah. to a team like the Jets, who are a complete basket case of a club at the moment. It's just been a write-off of a season for them. Yeah. That's the, it's, the Jets' first away win since March 2013. That's only the second win of the entire season. Yeah. 
I think it's, that's the only positive is both teams are getting a chance to tr- um, play a lot more young players. With, that's what we bang on about a lot in the A League is young players <laughs> need a chance. Yeah, but and, I, I, I've always said, and it's what I said. Uh, with the Socceroos, with Holger and Pim. Pim and Holger would try and make the point by then fielding an entire team of rookies and youngsters, watch them fail miserably and sit back and say, I told you they were no good. (laughs) And it's like, that's not the way you do it. You bring them in. Piece by piece, give them a taste, give them experience, build them up, have a spine of experience in every team and build around that with youth. And, you know, throwing an entire team of rookies in is just going to end in disaster. Yeah, that's a good point too. Um, Also, talking about stats, was interesting, that was Newcastle's first win on the road this season against the Wanderers. Mm. So, and I think another thing was, um, the biggest thing that came out of this game was the offside call. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Sarah yeah. And um, I think that was, there's, a lot, there's a lot of talking points coming. That was one of the biggest talking points coming out of the game, especially the reaction from Phil Stubbins. Um, yeah, he was he was quite, um, uh, what's the word? Magnanimous? Philosophical. Yes. Yeah. Muted. Yeah. I, no, think, it, I think everybody was tiptoeing around the fact that it was a lady. Yeah. yeah. Nobody you wants to be accused out. of any way yeah, of being, yeah, sexist, being sexist or of doing the Andy Gray, what does she know about offside yeah, rule right. anyway? <laughs> that's right. And as a result, she <laughs> got off quite lightly for what was one of the worst decisions you'll ever see. That was and terrible. And also, what's interesting is Danny Vukovic, um, uh, which he's not very quiet on Twitter when it comes to um, speaking mm. his mind about incidences. He said, "This is what he said." He goes, "Wow, worst offside, worst offside call in Alec history. That is a disgrace." And what's interesting is he he wasn't even playing during that round. Well, so. I hope not, because, I mean, I can't see that. I think his manager took a really dim view from tweeting from the goal. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Just uh, apropos nothing, uh, what I thought was interesting was I don't think Vukovic ever actually responded to the ban that... Um, who got for touching the uh, the referee during In the, the grand final? No, no, to last week. Uh, who got banned? Yeah. Suspended, yes. Touched the referee in the game. Con- hey, Con- Connor Chapman. Oh, that's right, yes. Uh, who oh, got right. away with a three-match ban for touching Strebler. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And yet, uh, Foucault missed the Olympics in six weeks for touching the referee in the... He only got three games. Six months, rather. And, uh, but and Connor Chapman only got three games. Yeah. Wow, he must have... Mm. Three games plus the, stat- the statutory one. Uh, wow. so. Big difference, but... And Vuko was repeatedly... Uh, Asked for his view on Twitter. Stayed quiet. <laughs> Managed to stay quiet on that one, as far mm. as I know. Yeah, because if he did respond, he didn't see it. He had more games. <laughs> well, that's true, yes. <laughs> <laughs> one spin. Uh, it was actually a not a bad game, though. Yeah, two yeah, teams, two teams kind of going for it, I and thought, nothing, uh, to, not much to lose apart from being crowned the wooden spoon champions. There were some good goals. Uh, the mm. first goal. Um, Alivodik. Oh, that's horrible. Bori <laughs> would be not very impressed with my pronunciation. This is why you're on 442 SBS. Alivodik. Alivodik. Anyway, very. Yeah, it's got to be itch at the end. Yeah, so that was a good goal. Also, the Koreans' goal for. That first goal was. You're not even attempting that one, are you? No, it's Lee. It's Lee. Easy. Nice work by um, the Jets to set that goal up. Nice team teamwork there, and beautiful free kick as well. Yeah, it was a, that was a nice free kick. That that first goal was pretty much handed to him by 
Kovic that yeah, What was he doing? Yeah, it was unusual Legged. for him as well. Yeah. I mean, it's been so safe, reliable. Went for a wonder. It, but, <laughs> hey, you know, you retake your <laughs> goalkeepers and you, they're going to lose focus and start worrying about the position and stuff. I don't, I don't understand Popper's reasoning behind rotating the goalkeepers mm. uh, like he's been doing. I mean, fair enough. Bazanis, young player, needs needs a break, but yeah, that's what happens, I think. Mm. Right then, well, let's move on to the Saturday night game, which was the, the game of the yeah. game of the round, wasn't it? Definitely, it was. I, I felt it was going to be a cracker, even from just the atmosphere that I could get from the from a full Cooper's Stadium. It was, um, it was Cooper's, wasn't it? it yeah, was, yeah, it was yeah. Cooper's, uh, and it was a great game. Well, that's what you want to see in the A League. You want to see. Um, teams near the top of the league, a full house, mm. both fighting for the points, fighting for everything. There was a bit of niggle, there were some quality goals, and I think uh, Adelaide let it slip, which they've done a lot in the season. And uh, I think victory would have been spitting chips if it was 2 1, because um, mm. uh, Jimmy Jagger appeared to be offside. Uh, for the second goal, yeah. What the? And, um, yeah, what your thoughts I thought on that, that was goal? One of the games of the season, um, just for intensity and for drama, and um, yeah, just and also Archie Thompson. Don't ask Archie Thompson if he's going to retire because mm. he'll snap at you. <laughs> like that's what happened after the um, the press conference. So um, post match press conference with him. I'm uh, sorry, the after game, mm-hmm. the, the interview after the game. Yeah. So yeah, that was. Yeah, one of the one of the best games of the season. I thought. I thought it was an absolute belter. Yep. It was so exciting, start to finish. Both sides knew exactly what was at stake, mm. going for a hell for leather, uh, and just Kalfala. Oh, yeah, he's just he's just so good. He's great. Uh, you know, every time he had an opportunity on goal, he was take, taking a chance, through mm. balls, box to box. Love it. Just fantastic. Yeah, he, all the danger looked like it was coming from him. Yeah, didn't it? Yeah. But I mean, they have, that, again, though, they have got a very, very talented front line there. You got Finkley, you got Barisha, uh, and then the you know the accompanying cast that goes with that as mm-hmm. well. It's just it's it, it's a very, very good team. Yeah, uh, and I think they're going to push on and take the title this one this year. Well, possibly double. I think there's moments of sublime play that they have, but now and again they just let. Let teams in. It's, the defence is still the weak, the Achilles heel for them. Yeah. Still. Uh, I mean, it has actually been strengthened. Del Pierre coming back is going to be a big boost mm. for them once he gets back up to match fitness and match sharpness again. Uh, and probably just in time for the finals run. Uh, and I think he's going to be pivotal to uh, their silverware if he can command that back line, get it working efficiently again, uh, and start getting some clean sheets in there. I can't see anyone stopping them. And I think one of the big, biggest moments was when um, Jago, uh, I think there was a goal now scramble, and Jago got a shot in, and Co just saved it with his foot. And then not very soon after, that's when um, Finkler put Thompson away. Mm. And I think there was a, the last 10 or f- um, 15 minutes of that game was incredible. There was so much going on. End to end. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was... Um, uh, the, I think Adelaide... Um, and Melbourne Victory would not have been happy getting the draw because both teams had an um, opportunity to get the full points. Mm. Adelaide just keep letting it slip away, though. You know, yeah. uh, yep. it's a, they've they've come so close to nailing this premiership 
so many different games and so many times just let it slip away or just not turned up for the game at all. Uh, you know, there's games where they should have walked home with the result yeah. and they've either lost, drawn or just really badly struggled. And I think they, um, they've had two things. I think I've been a key for that. We'll, we'll find out later another thing, but um, they, they've lost their defence of um, Bogard's been out for a few games. And also the other thing is they haven't had a striker that puts the goals away. And I think Bruce Jutte, I interviewed him, I think, two or three weeks ago for 442, and he said um, he got an injury and he's been getting an injection for it. So I don't think he's been mm, okay. fully fit. I think they've been giving him injections before the game just to get him on the park. Yeah. yeah. And uh, without a striker and getting all those chances um, and uh, scoring scoring from those chances and making the most of their position, yeah. I think it's they're getting frustrated now. It's... Um, the coach has been frustrated if you listen to some of his press conferences and you'll hear as well coming up soon that um, Karuska's been frustrated too. Mm. Yeah, in the magazine actually this month we've got a big long interview with uh, Gombo and yeah. uh, Eugene Galekovic. And I thought one of the, it's a really interesting chat with uh, Gombo. Uh, and one of the, the key things that uh, came out of that for me was the fact that uh, Australia's not home for him. He's he's here part-time. He's not making any pretense of the fact. He's here to do a job, he's to get things underway, and then he's out of here. Uh, and I think we've only got two years left to see him at the most uh, wow. in Adelaide. Uh, and, you know... That's a big thing to say for a coach. It is, yeah. yeah. He's, not, uh, he's out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, I think it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting chat, well worth getting the magazine to read the rest of. Mm, indeed. Uh, Galekovic also, uh, the, he's got the, 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 we've got a big long chat with him and his wife about their, their journey through the A-League and uh, life together and uh, where it's taken him and how he ended up in Adelaide. Uh, and uh, the Socceroos as well, uh, winning the Asian Cup, part of the Asian Cup squad. Uh, so that's also a fascinating chat, but more Immediately, we've got a fascinating chat with uh, Karuska as well, haven't we? Yeah. Well, I've got the chance to interview him uh, this week, and um, yeah, should we listen to it? Let's listen to this now. Marcelo, I just wanted to say thanks for your time and uh, joining me today on 442 FM. Hi, no worries, no worries, anytime. All right, um, just first question. Uh, that was an uh, intense game you played on the weekend against Melbourne Victory. Uh, could you feel there was something important in that game? And do you think the team um, let it slip at the end with Archie Thompson scoring? Yeah, yeah, of course. It was a very tough game, very difficult for for us. But I think that we controlled the game. We yeah. had the ball, the position of the ball, more, more than them. We have more opportunities, we have more free kick and corners, and we couldn't uh, finish the game. We couldn't win. This uh, is something that we have to, we have to be worried, we have to arrange, because this happened to us a couple of times. And if you want to, to be in the top, in the first three, uh, in the table, uh, in the ladder, we have to improve in this, and of course, when we finished the game, we we didn't lose, but was my feeling was like we we, we lost three points because uh, we have the 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 chance in our hands, and yeah. we and we left it. And do you think that, uh, not being able to finish off teams when you've had a lot of possession? 
and created a lot of chances is going to cost you this season in terms of the um, Premier's plate? And do you think you can fix that in time for the finals? Yeah, yeah, I hope. We are working very hard for, for that, for to change this. We know that we are we are playing well, but it's not enough. This time of the competition, we have to think and win. Doesn't matter sometimes if we play well or play bad. Uh, sometimes it's like this: for to be champion, you have to play, you have to win. Doesn't matter the way. Uh, of course, everybody in the team shows a Gambao philosophy to play well all the time. But uh, if this don't work, you have to put everything and try to do the best. Sometimes don't playing well, but uh, put all the effort for to for to win. And I think this has to appear this this uh, this last last uh, time of the competition. And uh, there's five games left. Um, what do you think about your chances uh, to turn around um, that uh, form in the final third? Do you think uh, there's an opportunity to do that with the last five games of the season? We, we have confidence, we know that, we, that it's difficult, but uh, the first five uh, teams are very close, so we have chance uh, mathematically. So uh, we were working, we were working for, to, for to be in the first three, that is the objective. The first objective is to be in the, in the finals, but of course the, the second objective is to be in the, the first three in the letter. So, uh, I have I have confidence that the group have confidence for to arrive in the best condition and, uh, and play well and try to get all the the points as we can until then. You haven't won away since round 14 against Perth, um, and your next two games are away to Newcastle Jets and Sydney FC. You must be really determined to um, get positive results for those two games to get near the chasing pack. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. These two games are crucial for us. Uh, we know that it's difficult to play away against this kind of team, but we are confident and we, we know that we can win away like we did before. So, yeah, we have to, we have to be focused in next game at this Newcastle there. Uh, we'll see. Well, we, we have the, all the expectative for to, for to win. Um, yeah, we go there to, to, to get the three points, of course. And, uh, this is your third season in the A-League. Uh, what are your, what are your thoughts on the competition as a whole since you're, uh, since you've been here for the, for three seasons now? What I think about the competition? Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the, the A-League is improving every, every year was improving, uh, um, I think every everything can can beat can beat every team. So it's it's a difficult difficult league, a tough league for everybody. But uh, we we have to do our best. We have to think in us and try to try to qualify first and to to be in the in the finals. Uh, this is uh, the, the end that we have. So I know the league is very difficult. We, the, the conditions that we, we are training now uh, are not the best, but we, we put everything 
this I'm proud to be part of the group because we have many bad things outside the field that happen and nobody knows. Uh, we, even like this, we fight, uh, we keep going, working hard for to, for to be there, for to be in the first spot, and we see what will happen then. So yeah, I'd, I'd just like to sort of kind of pick up on something that you said before, which we've probably touched on in previous pods, and, and I know we've spoken about a lot to kind of touch a, a little bit on there. Um, he, he mentioned, uh, Kruskin mentioned there um, that Gombau has this sort of good football philosophy, mm. um, and, and and Adelaide need to instill this win, winning mentality a bit more. Um, do you think that's the sort of main thing that's holding them back? Well, it's an interesting clash because, uh, as I say, we've got the interview with Gumbo in the magazine at the moment, and uh, we asked him about that, you know, whether uh, winning or losing was more important, uh, which what was important to him. Uh, and he said, actually, what is important is what we create here right now with his new philosophy remains win or lose. Uh, he says, some coaches just want to win, but I want to create something, to build something, to make the people in the city proud. To create our own players from South, South Australia is more important than to win or lose. Uh, he goes on uh, that, uh, you know, the players have to enjoy what they're doing. Uh, but for him, it's better to win 5-4 than 1-0. For me, it is even better to lose a game playing well than to win playing badly. If we win and don't play well, I feel we have a problem. But if you play well and lose, the results will still come. It's it's mm. very Barcelona esque. It, it it's a high risk strategy, uh, and it relies entirely on being able to make your vision a reality. Do you, do you think that is you know he's he, he's obviously got a, a strong history and his background is youth. It's all about youth football. So that that sounds like a youth tactic to me. That's not a, a, a top... You know, where you're trying to develop... It is, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. trying to develop these players to become f- future stars, which, you know, if you, I wouldn't want to say that if I was going for a, a job as a coach in an A-League. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I admire, the you know, the, the Cahunis on them uh, for coming out and saying that. And, you know, I think it's what we want to do if we want to develop and go further than a, you know, hoof it and uh, hope mm-hmm. for the best. Uh, and the fact that they're, you know, getting good results overall to keep them in the top four is, you know, I think testimony to what he's achieving here. Yeah. Uh, if they were bottom of the league and he was still continuing with the vision mm. and the philosophy, he would have a huge problem on his hands. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think he's taken it very seriously. Um, when I interviewed Jitte, he was saying that every Monday they have a clinic where they coach the kids and it's players from the team of Adelaide United helping coach the, help the coaching, helping to coach the young kids. Also, we, they've got Guillermo Amor as well. Who used to be the technical, um, I think the, the director of youth coaching at La Massa. Mm-hmm. So he, um, the backroom staff at Adelaide United are probably one of the most technically, technically skilled, um, we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, technically skilled backroom staff. So he's taking it very seriously what he's doing. So I think what is interesting is Kariska's comments about the training facilities. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Combo's used to La Masia yeah. in Barcelona and at the moment, uh, they're travelling between four different training grounds. And, and you, last September, uh, they actually signed a memorandum of understanding with a local council for new training facilities. They were going to have four new pitch, four pitches to be able to train on, top quality. 
but there was no date given of when that was actually going to, when they were going to move in. Yeah. They had hoped and back in September that it would be before the end of the, the season. It doesn't look like that's close to happening yet, and there's still no statement of when they're going to be moving there, as far as I know. Well, uh, Kruska was telling me that they're not training, uh, the training conditions are not very good. They're not training at Cooper Stadium, so it's going to be hard for them if uh, where they're training um, is on different pitches. That's what Kruska was saying. It's on different pitches, um, different... Uh, um, it's it's not the one uh, training facility, the different training facility. So I think Kruska uh, was saying it's frustrating the players. Yeah, it goes into a little bit more detail here. The main problem that we have uh, is that we don't have field for to train. Really? Uh, the facilities the facilities that we have are not the best, but still like this, uh, we we have to be focusing what we are doing. So. Yeah, it's something that nobody knows. Everybody thinks that we're training high match or in Cooper, you know, stadium. Yeah. But uh, it's not easy to train in very bad condition pitch, ground, and after that play uh, in the the weekend in difficult ground. Uh, so yeah, it's difficult for us. Now we change again the field. Now we are training another field. In another place, uh, everything like we move uh, every week, like we move to to new new facilities than uh, the club um, get. But uh, it's not enough. Of course, it's it's no excuse we have. We it, this is what we have. Yeah. But it's not the best. If we have good. If we have the opportunity to have one pitch and one good ground for to train, will be very, very different for us because it's not it's not easy to to go to training every day and every week we change and we don't know where we have to train in and the facility are bad. So yeah, it's something that we have to. Uh, I don't know in English the word, but it's like we have to with this also right well that was Karuska talking about Adelaide and he um, uh, and, and what Adelaide need to work on to be up there for this season and, and potentially moving forward as well so moving on to the, uh, the Sunday games we've got Mariners Perth which was the, the earlier game and um, you know we talk about the Adelaide not having that winning mentality and, and not just being able to grind out the three points you know that is Exactly what Perth has done uh, have done over the past past few few weeks. Well, I think the, the goals have d- dried up for Q, and as a result, the results have dried up for Perth. Uh, you know, it is his fantastic run that he kicked off the season has clearly come to an end for one reason or another. Mm. Uh, and uh, I don't know if it's he's being marked out of the game, people are wise to him, or he's just lost confidence or uh, not getting the same service he was, but. Without the goals from him, wheels have fallen off their season so badly. Well, he's only scored one goal in the last seven matches, and he scored two goals since his arrest in Adelaide in that game. Charges that dropped during the week. Charges were dropped, <laughs> um, but there were two players involved. 
Uh, Joshua Risden was involved as well. And I think charges dropped against him too. Charges dropped too, <laughs> yes. But I'm just saying that, I mean, that normally doesn't happen in football, that kind of um, drama and stuff like that. Charges getting dropped doesn't normally happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, uh, I'm not saying it's, it's the whole thing, but... Um, it is an but, interesting point to make, you know, that... Perth uh, haven't won yeah, since the they beat Melbourne victory in round 13. They haven't won a game since round 13. Is that right? So wow. Uh, that's seven games. Would that be seven games? I think um, played twenty two. Yeah, gosh, nine games. Wow. Huh. Well, that just goes to show you that it's, it's just grown to an absolute halt. So mm. that would be around nine day Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since Christmas, it's all just dried up. Mm. Uh, it's a shame because you know they were looking so good, uh, so exciting. Cure was just lighting everything up. Marinkovic yeah. was firing them in from everywhere as well. Uh, and yeah, it's just not happening at all. I mean, when Nick Montgomery is your, your main marksman on the pitch, uh, I think that's a sign that you've got to be worried. One goal from 67 appearances until oh wow, say Sunday. And he's probably been trying that shot since he's since well. He in that game alone, he would try three times before he finally got one on target. <laughs> If you just watch the highlights, you just think, "Oh my god, this is like a one a one clip YouTube reel, isn't it?" What, was, it was like, yeah. what did you call it? Um, in, in some circles, that would be referred to as a thunderbastard. <laughs> That's awesome. Funnily That's enough, it. our uh, UK parent magazine four four two, one of the writers on that, Hugh Davis, is doing a, a twenty a nineteen hour football marathon. He got up at four o'clock in the morning to watch. Football non-stop for 21 games, 19 hours, uh, starting off with this match. Oh, okay. Mm. Virtually asleep until the final moment when Montgomery <laughs> shot, woke him up. Surge of adrenaline kept him going for the next four hours without touching a Red Bull. Well, there was another um, thunder bastard of a shot by Marinkovic. Mm. Um, I think in the first half, he just smacked one from outside the box. He uh, turned his player and... Uh, while they were having their run, when I was winning games, that probably would have gone. Yeah, that would have gone in. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I was saying um, this round was um, like a uh, like the Little Richard song of um, slipping and sliding, and um, Sydney FC contemporary reference. Well, Sydney, you know, well, <laughs> Sydney FC, Adelaide United, and Perth Glory um, let opportunity opportunities to move up the ladder slip. And I think Perth had been doing that the last few games, just yeah. letting results slip, just like Adelaide United too. So And they're sliding down the league. Yes. Myra's trying to stay relevant as well, should also be said. With their draw. Tony Walmsley's doing a good job. Yeah. I think, you know, pulling things together with Threadbare Squad. Uh it's, it's one of those we, we, we spoke about this um, you know, after sort of January that early Feb didn't we and it was just like this is for them and Newcastle, Newcastle Jets it's just about getting to the end of the season and 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 just reconsolidating then um, but actually you know if it, a couple of decent results goes go their way they're, they're not that far behind the pack yeah, I think uh, you want to be if, if you don't have a chance to get in the finals you want to be at the team that stuffs up the chances of the top teams. Mm. That's that's the only thing left. Um, you've seen that a lot in relegation battles. Teams fighting at the bottom can cause upsets and um, yep. you know stop teams from winning championships. So I think that's uh, that's their role now for the rest of the league is to just. I'd, I'd like to see them bring through some younger players from their uh, the youth uh, team more for these final few games. Mm. Try and 
build for the future do a bit of talent so well. see how they, yeah, they yeah. shape up I mean to be frank even if it's even if it's mathematically possible for Mariners to make the top six I think it would be an utter condemnation of the mm. A-League and the final system if they managed to make it in after the season they've had uh, not that I want to deny Mariners fans the enjoyment of the finals but seriously it's been terrible yeah it's not um, been a good the only good thing out of coming out of this game for the Mariners, besides getting a draw and um, up Thunderbastard of a goal, was Mariners skipper John Hutchinson became the most capped player in the A-League, making his 223rd appearance. Yes. Much. So. Which he would have had a game or two earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However, but there's there's about four players that are claiming that as well, aren't they? Yeah. Um, there's a, a lot. Of yeah. yeah. Vukovic was injured and tweeting. He said. He's a most tweeted uh, <laughs> capped on Twitter. Um, right, moving on to the other, the final game of, of Sunday. Jesus, it's, it's 45 minutes into this pod, and we're, we've still got another game to uh, <laughs> game to review. It's been a uh, it's been a thunder bastard of a podcast. <laughs> um, so, um, how many times can we say that word? I know without getting explicit audio. But it sounds like weird, especially <laughs> from an English accent. That's <laughs> <It's, it's, it's, laughs> uh, a. Um, right, well, uh, well, this is probably going to be cut short, this um, this review, as the game was. Huh. Uh, so, so it, it Sorry, had... we were abandoning this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Off, Halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the way it started... I thought this is going to be this is going to be the game of the round. Yeah. This is going to be the uh, the Adelaide victory game. Um, just it, it set off so sort of quickly and with um, the Brisbane opening goal and then and then Phoenix went down the other end and could have scored. And then it, the first half was brilliant. And then it started raining. And how? Mm. I mean, it, it really did turn into a monsoon. Uh, and I think they probably could have got away with it, but it had been a monsoon the day before. There had been a swimming pool of a pitch. Yeah. The fact that they'd actually managed to get the game started in, any, in the first place was surface. Uh, uh, a major feat. But when the rain came, there was just no chance. Uh, and it was. It, the first half was fantastic football. Yeah. Really, really enjoyable. Up there with anything you would see in any other league anywhere. I thought it was great. Good skills all round. Yeah. Brisbane Roar, and I have to say, didn't think much of Franz Tyson, but, you know, he's giving youth a chance, bringing in Clute, bringing in Borello. Yeah. Uh, signed well with, uh, he did sign Koldrovich too. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, he, he might have been on the radar before he got there, but, um, yeah, he would have yeah. made the final decision. Yeah. Uh, he's done well with him as well. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's not earth-shattering philosophy football, no. but, uh, you know, it's getting the job done. It's exciting their ACL match. Mm. How good was Clute within that? Yeah. Mm. Uh, he, I was in Barcelona with him a couple of years ago for Nike's A Chance. Nike's a Chance. He was very impressive then, but I must admit he's come on far better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah. I had feared that he might end up just state league material, but he's, he's great. He's, he looks like he's... A reg going to be a regular in the first team in seasons to come. Well, I just did a little bit of studying about this game. Um, this is the second time that Brisbane Royal and Wellington has been affected by the weather. Um, during the 2010-2011 floods, the game was abandoned. And also, um, there was 300 millimetres um, of rain an hour before the day before. 
And the, um, the Brisbane Raw Stadium manager was saying if there was 100, um, 100 millimetres of rain and now in any other game, that's too much. Yeah. Like yeah. no other stadium can survive that. So they were getting three times that <laughs> amount. And also um, Broich, Henrique and Solazano were missing for Brisbane Raw from yep. this game as well. Mm, and yeah. um, taking all that into account, um, beautiful goal the first goal that they scored by Corey Brown. I mean, Corey Brown, that was Corey brilliant. Brown yeah. surprising me. I didn't think much of him this season, but the last few games I've watched him, he's, he's, yeah. he's had a big impact. He's going to be playing for the Oli Roos. Um, beautiful uh, setup, and then you, Burns was just amazing for those first two goals. Uh, the dribble that he that did, dribble was oh, oh my god! You, you, you How good? Do you know what? what I, 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 that guy is. I, I came after the game, and you know there was people mentioning it, and there was bits on Twitter, but. If Lionel Messi does that, it, yeah, the world the goes. World would light yeah, up with the world that. lights yeah, up, and everyone talks about how he, he's the greatest player. And that is absolute top draw. Absolutely, class. And his determination. If, also, if you look at the third goal, he sets up the plays in the middle of um, the the, um, the pitch um, in, in Brisbane's half. He sets the play up for Wellington and just keeps running forward, just running forward. And then Krishna hits the post. Um, and then because uh, Burns is running forward and determined, um, he, he's he got a tap-in. So yep. he's one of the players of the season. I mean, top three, we mentioned it before. So. Exactly. Well, we talked about Moy, Carl Fowler and, and Burns. That is, yeah, that's by far the top I, I, three for me. I am actually quite astonished by how much his game has stepped up this season. Though. I mean, when he was, I've said this before in previous podcasts. When he was with Adelaide, him and Gita together, I thought, were mm. a dream team. Uh, they were excellent together when they got split up neither of them had found the form that they had together mm. but this season he's just been an absolute revelation and uh, yeah you know there are messy touches from him mm. I mean admittedly you know he's not playing through a, a defence of uh, Chavi and the rest of them no. but uh, yeah, he's still uh, pr- dancing his way through a defence through mm. the 18-yard box and uh, ramming it home. And then you've got, um, talking about Wellington, you've got Bonavaccio, two beautiful um, set pieces as well. Um, McGlinchey missed that uh, chance, that open chance too. You, know, you, know, um, you talk about, like, just like to sort of put a context, different context into into that miss. You know, like, everyone's talking about the, the assistant referee who... Um, wrongly called the offside off, yeah. and she'll she'll miss the next two games potentially, yeah. or um, and, and get slated through social media. McGlinchey, that is as bad a miss, I, I, I would say. He's well, it's up there in a yard away from yeah. from the goal, pretty much open goal, side footed it wide. It was easier so to I, miss. So drop him for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, it was just a shame that uh, Rain and Rain right. still play. Okay, so I, I, I've heard people come out on, on TV, guys on Fox, saying how um, it shouldn't just get, the result should just shouldn't just be called like this. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, there has to be a rule somewhere or another. I mean, yeah. it is a rare occurrence for games to be replayed uh, these days. Uh, but I do remember when I was in Scotland. We used to have uh, Scottish Cup finals, Scottish Cup Cup rounds 
that would be replayed five, six, seven, eight times, or postponed seven or eight times, because they would try and play them over winter in the snow, mm. games getting postponed, abandoned, yeah. and you can get yourself into all sorts of trouble, and scheduling fixture issues. When, the, uh, when we've got so few weeks in our schedule anyway, with ACL and everything else, Trying to reschedule matches is a nightmare when it's such a short season. Yeah, I think that's the biggest reason just, why no that's the rule. schedule. And I didn't know that rule existed. That if it's after half time, the game, yeah, the, the result, score, the yeah. result goes to what the score was at half time. So I think I quite a few of the competitors didn't either. But it's one of those things that it, it's such a rare occurrence that you never get know very often. Yeah, uh, we now know. The thi- we'll know the next time. The thing that was annoying me was, and I can't remember who it was, um, I think it, it may have been uh, Brent's Speed on uh, on Fox, and he was saying they should pe- play that 20 minutes again at another That's date. That's ridiculous. You can't do that. What, uh, what on earth stu- is that? That's just a stupid suggestion. Like, how, what, they're going to open the stadium for 20 minutes of football, get all the fans back in there, or, or, or would you do it... They're going to fly across the Tasman for 20 minutes of uh, Yeah, w- would you do it the next day? Would you postpone it and, and, uh, and come back the next morning, or would you do it in two weeks? Would you, you know, it, it, it just it just doesn't make sense, and it, yeah. it is it, it is I, I say I think it's by far the most sensible way of doing well, it. Well, I think Brisbane Raw agree. With that. I'm sure there's a lot of people who agree. Sure I fell for them, like when they were um, remonstrating with the referee, and because no one knew yeah, what Mackay. the law was, yeah, Mackay um, was like, "Well, I'll just go home now." Like, um, that's <laughs> I, said, I felt yes. really sorry for the Brisbane <laughs> role players, and I don't think Wellington. I mean, Wellington would have loved you know the result, but they would have wanted the game to end. Um, all things being equal, like no one wants to go off before yeah. the game yeah, finishes. But, I mean, but because of the way the A League is run, and because we've got um, sh- scheduling issues, like you were saying, and because we don't own the own the stadiums, we've got no choice but to do that. So, what? What? You're right. What, what are we going to do? Play 20 minutes, get the cameras set up with an empty stadium, and playing the rest of the 20 minutes? No, I mean I think mm. that the the bottom line is you're not going to abandon games mid-game under those circumstances very often. The fact that we did, it's unfortunate, but them's the rules. And yeah. So so be it. You know, both sides had seventy minutes to get ahead. Uh, if Brisbane Roar's game plan was to get a, a last-minute winner, they need a different game plan. You and want to be ahead from the beginning and stay ahead. But you should. If you want to win a match during the situation when when it was called off, let Brisbane Roar take the free kick. All I can say Why is, I'm let? sure Perth Glory probably wished that the rule had applied to them. <laughs> yeah, the grand <laughs> That's final. Right. <laughs> and probably Western Sydney Wanderers before them as well. <laughs> and I also read up that um, they were talking about building a a roof for Brisbane for the Brisbane um, for that for Suncorp Stadium because. Um, there's been a few issues, hasn't there, with with uh, Suncorp Stadium with the moths during the Asian Cup as well, mm. and it would cost a hundred million dollars to build a roof. Yeah. It's not, so, not cheap upgrading stadiums. No, no. we need to start owning our own stadiums. I think that's the definitely need to. Yep. Anyway, right. We'll um, we'll we'll move on there. Um, but staying within the Phoenix, um, a fella who probably isn't used to much rain. No. Uh, we had uh, well, Con. Had a chat with um, Roy Krishna. Yeah, well, Roy Krishna's been one of the finds of the season, I think. Uh, he's, he, he's from Fiji. Um, he uh, 
had some interest in him in, I think, 2010 to go to Holland, but wanted to stay um, in New Zealand because he's played in the, um, the lower leagues there. And last season um, didn't really do much. I think he played 19 games, scored one goal. But now he's, um, I think he's got 18 ga- played 18 games, scored eight goals, five assists, and been on fire. Um, so I was really lucky to have a chat with him, and let's see what he has to say. All right, Roy, just want to say uh, thanks so much for joining me today on the 442 FM podcast. Pleasure. Excellent. Um, thanks for your time. First of all, just a big congratulations on your form this year and on Wellington leading the league. Uh, how does that feel? Oh, no, it's, it's, it's great to be top of the table. And uh, I know it's been a long coming. We haven't won in Brisbane. So, no, three points, but it was now a bit controversial. But now we'll take the three points, so we're happy. And what about your form this year? Um, for Wellington, uh, you've, you've scored a f- um, some amazing goals and you've, um, you've scored nine goals in total. Uh, you must be um, in the form of your career. Would you say that's true? Yeah, no, every second the dream is to score goals and uh, I'm lucky enough to get nine, but still there's a lot of job to be done. You know, we've still uh, we've got four and five games left. Now, hopefully, I can continue scoring goals and, uh, yeah. And uh, what a, I just want to talk to you about last week's game against Brisbane. Have you ever had been involved with a game like that where there's the game's been called off early and um, the result happens there and then? It must have been a surreal experience for you. Yeah, it was. No, I, I had no clue what was going on, but you know, that, I, there was um, um, one of the rules. So if by the rules, we, we take three points, but there wasn't a happy ending, but no. No, that's, that's good boy. Uh, so, yeah, you're happy with the report. And um, just want to go back to your form. Uh, last season um, was your first season in the A-League. What's been the big difference for you this season? Uh, um, tell us what's been the big biggest factor for you and why you're in such good form. I think when I, when I first came, I pretty much didn't know where, where, what was my role. And, uh, and I had a... With a long preseason, and uh, Annie has taught me a lot, and uh, can say uh, you can show that uh, what I'm doing on the pitch. So now I know my role was uh, in the team, and pretty much yeah, it's very close to Annie, the teammate. And I just want to talk to you about um, Ernie Merrick. He talks very highly of you. Just tell us the the influence he's had uh, um, in your career so far. Oh, huge man! He's a he's a very intelligent coach, and he knows me really well, and uh, you know he taught me a lot since I've been here. But there's still a lot to be learned, and uh, you know I'm happy under him, and uh, I was lucky enough to be coached under him, and I'm happy at the moment. Excellent. And um, you mentioned your teammates. Uh, what's it like? Uh, Wellington arguably has got the best attack in the A League with Nathan Burns, yourself, McGlinchey. You got Rolly Bonavoccia around you, um, what's it like playing with those players and um, being on the park with them? It must be um, a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. You know, it's a lot of fun and uh, playing uh, alongside Mikey and Miglici and, and Rolly and the other teammates, you know, it makes make my work a bit easier and, uh, you know, you can, you can see on the pitch that we are really enjoying ourselves and, you know, it's an honour to be playing under them and, uh, you know, they're very good players. And uh, it must be good to not have the pressure to be the one that um, the whole team relies on. Having um, players around that 
um, can change the game. Nathan Burns can score a goal. McGlinchey can set one up. And it must be good to um, to have that responsibility shared around the team. Yeah, it is. There's no pressure. And I just uh, that's how we play uh, during training, and we take the same approach uh, during each game they come across. And I uh, know it just uh, we have to enjoy football, and that's what we're doing, and the results are showing at the moment. Um, when did you think the team uh, was um, was in a situation where the, you believed that you could win the league? Uh, when I when I saw you play Sydney FC and you won two 0 I thought that was probably the game where you put a market down on the A League and that you, you guys had arrived and meant business. What do you think about that? Like I said, we haven't won the won the league yet. You know, there's uh, another five important games to go. But you know, we'll take each game that comes across, and we, we know it's it's gonna be hard this week. Sydney is a good team, and you know the the boys will be up for it. So we're looking for for the game. Um, in the last games, you've uh, you've beaten Melbourne Victory away. Um, Perth away, Brisbane away. Why do you think you're getting such positive results away from home? I think it's just enjoying football pretty much, you know, you know, we know last, last season or before we, you know, enjoying our football, but, you know, we can see this year we are really enjoying and, uh, you know, there's a lot of team effort and the whole team, credit goes to the whole team, you know, we, we are good in defense, in the midfield and, and attacking force, so I can say we're enjoying football now, the way uh, we play. So it's fair to say, uh, winners are grinners then? <laughs> um, I just want to ask, uh, you must be the biggest thing in your um, hometown in Fiji, in, in La, La Basa Makuta right now. What's been the response from your family and friends in Fiji about your success this season? Oh, they're really happy at the moment. You know, they, you know, they, they, they call me, uh, my family call me pretty much every day and uh, talk about the game and how's training going. So, Back at home, there's a lot of support, so hopefully now we can, now we can continue that and make my... Sorry about that, I just had to cut Roy Krishna short a little bit, but we are um, desperately running out of time, and we want to talk about the Socceroos. Um, so, Kev, if you're happy to sit back down. And, um, <laughs> and I'm back in the room. <laughs> we will... Um, Socceroos camp. They've gone. Well, Over to Europe. Yeah. And by the time you hear this... They'll have played one game. <laughs> yes. uh, hopefully they'll get thrashed against Germany because half the team's out. Yeah, mm. I, I've, I don't, have a, don't have a good feeling about this, to be honest. Uh, I saw the projected uh, first 11 that's supposed to be taking the field against uh, against this, uh, against Germany. And, uh, yeah, it's... it's Walker was back in, in defence, and that's, mm. that's the first sign for me that it's not really a strong side. So with um, the one that you saw, I, I just sort of jotted down what I think is going to be. Um, did, did it have Bayich and Elrich either side, either uh, fullback? No, I don't think it did actually. Uh, Davidson was in. Oh, Davidson was is in. The official? No. Well, well it was Daniel Garbs. Uh, oh, okay. Projected one. He's and, pretty much. He'll probably be on the ground. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah he is. He's, he's over there. Uh, of what's happening. So yeah. Anyway, that that lineup didn't look that strong to me. To mm. be honest, uh, Billy Wright was going to be getting a chance in defence as well, which is good to see. Yeah. But by the same token, I can see us getting. I can see us having been steamrolled. It's interesting that. Like, why? 
Bailey Wright has been brought in as an injury replacement for Spira, yet he's um, they're expected to play ahead of De Villa. Yeah, I would have. Who was in the squad from the beginning? Yeah. Does, hmm. Unless after a couple of days they've just decided that De Villa doesn't actually have the. Uh, isn't quite up to international standards yet. Potentially. Maybe he had a thought in his mind okay, this is the team I'm going to play against Germany. And then I'll have these guys try these guys out against Macedonia because he probably wants to tr- give players a, uh, yeah. a, an opportunity to get game time. So perhaps, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But they're going to have like four or five key players out. Yeah, and I think you know game. some of the, the people coming in like Oliver Bazanic. I, I really rated when he was at the Mariners, and he looked like he had potential, but he didn't. Nothing really uh, of any note over in Brazil. No. Uh, and speaking to some of the, the Socceroos uh, backroom staff at the time, they did say that you know some of the players that were bringing off the bench just didn't have the quality that they were hoping they would bring, uh, and were probably going to be you know quietly sidelined from yeah. future Socceroos camps. And I think that had been happening to Bizanic. Cahill pulling out has given him a chance to come back in again. Just because uh, they needed someone that was there. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's a great opportunity for him to prove everyone wrong, but by the same token, you'll have, uh, I don't have the benefit of hindsight here, and the listener will do, yeah. Yeah. but I think we're going to be exposed quite badly. Well, hopefully um, it's an opportunity for Tommy Orr to um, have a have another chance and also Nathan Burns to start I'd like to see yeah. him start um, yeah. I don't know if Tom Urich is fit enough to start I, I, I don't think he'll play the first game but I think he might he, he might the second um, uh, yeah Tommy Orr Nathan Burns and Leckie up front um, we, uh, we could do something there I, I would like to see um, Burns in there I, I hope Orr doesn't play well you're not a fan of Orr no. really no wow He's, he's That's had quite a, a controversial view, actually. Yeah, no, he's, he's had his chance to impress me, and I just don't think he's got enough. The, the, the way that Ange has taken the Socceroos in the fairly short time that, that, that he's been, you know, I, I just don't think he offers enough. He's a, he's a, a player that's quite, quite handy to get, get the ball down the wing, whipping a nice cross, but, but you know, he, he's nowhere near as good of a, a ball player as like a um, Troisi to a certain extent, even though he hasn't played his best at, in green and gold. Um, yeah, he just doesn't excite me. Or yeah, I find him exciting, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, okay. I do. I, I take the point that he hasn't necessarily developed as much as we might hope, uh, and he is a, can be quite one-dimensional, but I still think he's an exciting player mm. that runs at defences, runs at his man, will take him on and get past them. Likes perhaps a little any kind of defensive mentality, mm. doesn't necessarily come deep to pick up the ball, but uh, he can certainly get up the pitch and he can whip them in. And, you know, when we've got Cahill in the team, that's an important really yep. skill to have, I think. Yeah. Another thing about um, this team is since the Asian since uh, since the Asian Cup, a lot of the Socceroos haven't been playing every game. I think uh, they've come back to their teams and struggled to yeah. um, to get game time because of the effort that they put during the Asian Cup. It's going to take a few weeks to to get back in. So, or, this, or could if be, this could be oh, we, we don't have the benefit of hindsight, but. Um, yeah, it could be not very interesting, not very fun viewing for a soccer fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm also going to be interested to see uh, when Cahill next plays for Shanghai. Mm. I'm not altogether convinced that that Achilles injury is quite as uh, 
bad as he may have said it was. Mm. Uh, you know, and fair play to him, he's played his heart out for the, the country in the past. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah. he wants to take uh, a breather on this one and just bed in for his new club, yeah. that's fine. We'll I'd just give rather hear that than, you know, fake injury stories, if it was a fake injury. Mm. Uh, interesting thing that, um, well, uh, Langerak was expected to start, uh, I think, you know, playing against Germany goalkeeper yeah. playing in Germany but he's um, he's ruled himself out from injury as well so I would assume Ryan well, would be the Federici's out there isn't he yeah yeah, yeah Federici's there Federici could be in for with a chance I think you know he's he's trying to force his way back into the side he's got the FA Cup run uh, under his belt yep a big game ahead of him there so I wouldn't be surprised if we see him get at least a half uh out of the, the Germany match. Yeah, so uh, Ryan has had a, a a decent week. We know what Ryan can do. Yep. Uh, Federici's not had a look in for a long, long time. Uh, and I can't remember the last time he started, to be honest. Mm. The only thing I could say with Socceroos is Germany hasn't done particularly well in the Euro qualifiers, too, from memory. They, they've been terrible since yeah. the, so the World Cup final. We have, I don't think we've got Germany at their peak. So that maybe could help for Socceroos as well. So mm. Neuer being out as well as you know at least gives us a, a glimmer of hope, a flicker mm. of hope. But yeah, it is, it is going to be interesting to listen to this podcast tomorrow afternoon when uh, when the game's been done. <laughs> you, you, you just look at the the Germany squad. Do, do you have the Germany squad, Kev? I, I just have it. You just have it at, yeah, at your hands, but you, because you put it into my hands. <laughs> you know, you, you look at the, this midfield of Kadira, Schweinsteiger, Özil, Schürrle, Podolski, Royce, Müller, Cruz, Goetze. No names. Yeah, but <laughs> that is but, just. But you know, counter to that, we've got Matt Mackay, Tommy Orr. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our boy so you yeah. know we were up there Chris Economidis future <laughs> he'll be he'll be up there future yeah. as a future star I reckon yep. if he doesn't what did, what did he do the other week did he slap someone oh, did I he see that he got a red card he got oh, a red card was, for I thought there was some yeah there was some controversy that yeah he, 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 he got announced for the Socceroos and then got a red card the next game to yeah. celebrate um, yeah. uh, but uh, talking of celebrations uh, also in this issue of, uh, of 442, we, uh, we look at um, the Socceroos and their success in the Asian Cup um, in their own words, which is, uh, um, I actually I really like this format. It's a, it's, a good, uh, yeah. it's a good yarn, actually. They actually talk us through, in their own words, straight from the horse's mouth, yeah. how uh, the whole campaign uh, played out from pre-season camp, post-World Cup, pre-season camp, early group stages into the knockout stages and then of course the final uh, we hear from each player individually uh, we've got a big long chat with Matt Ryan Trent Sainsbury uh, and Mass Longo and uh, the overview as well from Ange Postacoglu who uh, just talks us through what he'd hoped to achieve what he did achieve and what he wants to achieve next uh, and there is absolutely no question at all of the Socceroos resting on the laurels Mm. Uh, There's an interesting one when like so Ryan talks through like the the pre-tournament camp as well, and he he sort of points out the differences between pre-World Cup and pre-Asian Cup, mm. um, and and he he talks about how um, pre-World Cup it was real it was all about like strength and conditioning and 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 being fit and and it was a real tough camp, whereas Asian Cup. Um, it, the, well, pre-Asian Cup, sorry, it, it wasn't nowhere near as hard as that. Mm. Um, but they knew what they had to do, and they knew that um, 
you know, by keeping the ball and, and being fit and being that pressing game, that, that's where they would win it. And another really, like interesting thing that he um, that he said at one point was about why they didn't have a home friendly before the game, mm. which um, he, he said how um, going to like the going to places like Belgium, UAE away, and Japan away, they, their hostile environment, tough teams to play against. So then, when they when they came back to Australia, had that home game advantage in a big game, it would sort of kind of spur them on a little bit. They would which would feel that difference. Yeah, yeah. They, they'd feel the feel the, the effect, the full effect of the twelfth man. It's kind of like like well, it, it probably doesn't translate as much. But um, in England, when you take your jacket off when you go inside because you don't feel the benefit it's when you go outside. My mum always told me that. She's uh, <laughs> a lot of wisdom in that old bed. <laughs> I hope she's not listening. <laughs> um, Adam. <laughs> Good read by the mag. Yes. No pictures of Adam's mum in it, though. <laughs> not that month, anyway. Maybe next month. Oh, dearie me. I'm not touching your mother. Oh, yeah. So she after the, <laughs> trying to kiss Kev's, Kev's sister last time. <laughs> what? Wait. <laughs> right. Um, so... Germany, Australia, which is tomorrow morning. So yeah, this will, we're recording this unfortunately before that game has kicked off. So you should get that tomorrow morning um, or this morning. Uh, and the Macedonia game Tuesday morning, six a.m. So let's move on to more pressing matters, especially in terms of that Macedonia game of the um, A League games of this round. So we've got. Oh, we've actually got a game tonight as well. Haven't we? we have, yeah, which is again going to be. Gone and done and dusted. But we done and dusted. That's how you hear this. So we, we 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 could like we could really edit this. We, we could edit this. So. <laughs> so I think the score is going to be. Leave a pause. <laughs> um, all right. Well, whilst we're doing that, let's dive straight in. We've already taken uh, listeners enough of the time of the listeners already. So let's just do some quick score predictions and let them get on with their actual life. Yes. Uh, Brisbane, Western Sydney Wanderers tonight, 2-0. 2 nil. Two. To Roar. 2-0 to the Roar. I'm going 2-1 uh, to Brisbane. 2-1 to Brisbane. So I, I, I backed the Wanderers in the last round. I thought they were going to get some points, and they didn't. So, um, so yeah. I'm, I'm going against the Wanderers. Um, well, apart from the, the, the big city, didn't they? So, yeah, I am, I, I'm going to go 2-0 as well. Uh, Victory Mariners on the Friday night. You're just doing this to stay ahead of me. You're tipping <laughs> don't I think I don't know this. Damn you. <laughs> yeah, so I, I nailed it last week. Oh, my, I, the, the last one. I, I bagged Adelaide the correct score, so that got me a tidy little three points. But Con also got, he picked the Wanderers victory game to be a 3 0 victory win. Oh, yeah. which, on the nose. Can I just point out, nice I got four winners correct, and you both, you two both scored more than me, even though you only got three. Yeah, of the correct, correct score, though. Results. Correct score. It's all about that. All right, Victory Mariners. Kev, what are you going for? I'll, I'll put mine after you. Uh, <laughs> no, please do tell me yours first. <laughs> um, oh, that's going to be three now. Victory. Uh, Come. Yeah. I reckon uh, three nil as well. See, I actually think it's going to be three nil too, but I, I can't <laughs> do that because the extra point. But I'll go three nil as well. Two nil. Two nil. Two, two nil. nil. All right. City Brisbane Saturday night that could be quite tight actually can yeah. but City have lost Moy 
to the C- camp. City without, City without Moy, who, as we, as we said before, is by far their best player. Yeah, Brisbane without Mackay. Well, Brisbane's got four players missing. Actually, this round, I actually did research, there's 28 players missing because of Oli Roo's duty, um, Socceroo's duty, and the Wellington Phoenix. Who almost missing from the floor then? As he hands his piece of paper to Does Kev. He... Corey Brown? I want to check your working yes. out. <laughs> James Donachie, it doesn't matter. Oh, Donachie plays. Yeah, it's alright. Matt McKay. So, yeah, Matt McKay and... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go. I think that's going to be a draw. Actually, go one each. One each. Do you know what I was going to say? One each. <laughs> Stop. Um, do you know what? <laughs> I am. I'm going to go two one Brisbane. Come. I'm going uh, one nil Brisbane. One nil Brisbane. Perth Wanderers. The late game on on Saturday night. Glory are going to get the wheels back on their bandwagon. They have to. They have to, yeah. Uh, and Kyo's going to make hay. I think that's going to be 3-0. 3-0. I've got... I've gone with Perth for the past few weeks and they've they've done me over. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going against them. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one-one. Staying oh, yeah. on there. Um, no win streak. Where do you reckon the goal's gonna come from with Wanderers? Wanderers. I think Owen. Owen goal. <laughs> oh, we missed. We missed an Owen goal in, in the Adelaide game. I was wondering who Owen was. Owen goal. Yes. I'm going for an Owen goal. Come. Um, well, I reckon Perth will beat the Western Sydney Wanderers third string team two 0 <laughs> Phoenix Sydney, that game of the round. Yeah, it has yeah. to be the game of the round. Could be quite exciting. Uh, Wellington's missing a few players though. Wellington's, Wellington's missing, missing six players. Yeah, Sydney aren't missing many, are they? Um, McGlinchey, Boxall, um, Burns, Ooh, Tyler actually. Boyd, Ravaged, Louis Fenton. Oh, totally ravaged. 2-0 Sydney. What about um, Sydney? Um, Sydney's missing Yanko. Just Yanko. Um, and oh, Antonis. But Antonis is injured, I think, yeah, um, so he's rather than Oli Roos. So yeah. Sydney's only missing two, but Yanko's... Actually 1-0 Sydney. Oh, uh, yeah, that's... And you, you went 2-0 Sydney, Carl? Yeah, I'll go Sydney 2-0. Um, yeah, I've got 2-0 Sydney as well. Actually, no, 2-1. And the final game, Newcastle Jets, Adelaide United. You would hope Adelaide would win this, but Jets so unpredictable. I still say two-one Adelaide. I've gone two-nil Adelaide. I reckon Newcastle win one-nil. Get out of town! Just trying to make up lost ground, aren't you? They've beat them before, um, and yeah. If it's up there, I'll give you the money myself. (laughs) What was that off? What 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 game show was that off? What was it? Was it Family, family Fortunes? fortunes yeah. what, what do they call that here? Um, it's Family, family Feud. feud. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right, well, we've started with nonsense and let us end with some more nonsense and obscure references. Um, so, we've um, maintained that consistency. <laughs> um, we've mentioned the mag a few times, but it's on sale. So we should tell the listeners to vote for um, 442 in the Football Fans Down Under. Oh, yeah, we should. And yeah. Uh, you're... Snobcast too. Yes. Yeah. So Con's uh, yeah, A League Snobcast, uh, the latest, the latest edition is is out and very entertaining. Uh, plus, we are in the Footy Fan 
ones down under for best magazine, best website, Twitter yep. character, podcast, podcast, something else, and something else. So just just go on and, and yeah, vote just for it. Anything that looks like it's me or con or how much a podcast for the snobcast? Yeah, yeah. Am I am I up there for anything? Yeah, no, no, best Englishman. So. Yeah. Best use of Thunder Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, do you know what? I, I, I feel like all podcasts do like a live show. We should we, we should do a live show or something. Like take live it, take podcast. it on the road. Take it on the road. Yeah. I was actually thinking we could do a Meerkat live stream on Twitter at the same time as we're doing this. Yeah. See if there's any interest. See, yeah, maybe. Wow. If, um, uh, if there is interest, tweet us and let us know. If, the, if you want to see 442 FM come to, the, come to a pod spot near you <laughs> right in um, we can come to your school <laughs> we'll even bring our own milk crates <laughs> <laughs> actually the best this could just be like there's no entry fee you don't have to pay to get in you just need to buy us a beer <laughs> actually if you want to come to St Leonard's <laughs> Gilroy's Hotel Friday afternoon um, uh, yeah. let, let people behind the curtain uh, anyway uh, thanks for listening and uh, tune in next week Thanks, Kev. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers, mate.